0: I'm so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Saturday, February 20th, 2021. My name is Joe Tan and I am the host of a little show called This Joe Tan a show about a ski instructor who falls head over heels for the ski bunny who just can't quit um, doing cute things. Look, it's a romantic comedy. What are you expecting? And it's all happening right here on This Job of right here on Afterthought Media. Guys I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. I'm the host of a show for Saturday, uh, February 20th, 2021. I gotta tell you, it's been a few days since we've spoken. Still, I don't think anything exciting has happened. But we'll, you know, look, we'll do what we usually do. We will go through my day today, which... The Saturday show, when I do my day for the day, it's super boring, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it. I woke up at uh, 5.30 this morning, on purpose, uh, and I read the news a little bit, I, uh, what else did I do? I think I just read the news, and then I got up, and I, uh... Uh, I took a shower. Last night, I took a shower. I know people do this, and I actually did it, where I took a shower the night before, so I wouldn't have to wake up and take a full shower in the morning, because, you know, I record at eight in the morning. And you know she likes to go to McDonald's and get her iced coffee at precisely seven a.m. And she also gets an egg McMuffin, and then she eats it, and then she comes back and she does a show with Taylor the Latte Boy. So yeah, so then uh, I get back, and I um, what I did do was I watched uh, you know, for those of you who I don't know why anybody would uh listen to the show but not listen to Drag Race recap, but for those of you who don't listen to Drag Race recap. Uh, there was an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and I watched the challenge again and the runway and the lip sync. And then right when that lip sync finished, it was time to go on the air and I, uh, met up with Taylor for a little bit. We key keyed privately for literally probably 60 seconds. <clears throat> and, um, then we did a show for two hours. And then right after that, um, the next couple hours were devoted to, uh, um, just processing and editing Drag Race recap and putting that all the places it's supposed to go, doing the same for just between us girls, and then in a shocking turn of events, Drag Race UK was in my inbox at like eleven thirty or something like that. And so I was able in theory, Drag Race UK comes out at noon, and it actually came out at noon today. It was amazing. And, uh, yeah, and then the rest of the day, then I uh, took a nap and, uh, played some, uh, video games and then ate a late, well, I'm calling it early dinner as an experiment, early dinner, and now here we are, and, uh, I'm, oh, oh, and for now, there are people, we're doing an unusual thing today, we're actually live today on Discord, And there are a bunch of people here, and just so you know, immediately, immediately after today's uh, recording of this Job Attends Live, I'm talking like, I'm not going to even end the call, or end the recording. We are going right into the rumor mill. We're actually recording the rumor mill today, rather than Sunday, because tomorrow, uh, uh... J. Ellis and his boyfriend Paul are coming over. John Paul is coming over. Uh, I don't know if Evil John is coming, even though, I will tell you, J. Ellis and I are hoping Evil John comes. Paul, the boyfriend, is hoping he doesn't. And um, and uh, it's we're, we're celebrating John Paul's birthday. A nice little uh, mini-celebration for John Paul's birthday. You know, in the chat room... Uh Luke Stamen is asking, what video games have I been playing, Joe? You know, it's funny that you ask me, Luke. I have been playing uh, a game that you recommended. Or did you recommend it or Humble Pie recommend it? I think you recommended it, but I think Humble Pie seconded your nomination. I've been playing a game called Little Nightmares. <clears throat> it was on my wish list. And then I saw that uh, it was on sale. And it's currently... uh it's currently on, for anyone who's interested, it's currently on sale in the Nintendo eShop for like $8. So, uh it's like 70% off. <clears throat> and it's a gorgeous game. It's beautiful. And it reminds me of a a lot of uh, a nut. It's different, but it's in the same vein in the feel of it as a game that I've played called Limbo and another one called Inside. They're both by the same company. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, there we go. Um, by the way, uh, uh, let's say hi to everyone who's here. Astute Girl's here, Deckhead is here, SDC, Humble Pie, Luke, Travi, Cosmos, and trots away. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that was, you you guys are hearing my day today, uh, and, uh, what I was gonna tell you is um yeah, Luke asked, he said he hasn't played Limbo. It, it literally Limbo is the exact same game as Inside, except Limbo is like in black and white and it looks like an old scary cartoon. Um But uh But what I was gonna tell you is so let me see uh, there was a topic that I wrote down. <clears throat> it's sort of an evergreen topic, and so today's a good day to talk about it, which is my friend Jonathan, um, and uh, so there's a little bit not not really an update, a kind of update, in that um, I my friend Beth, who I have a you know I I lived in Orange County, California for about twenty years, from the time I was like eighteen to the time I was like almost forty, and. Um, so uh, I know you very well. I developed some friends and I have a group of friends <coughs> who live there and they're all Republican. And uh, that wasn't a problem ever until obviously Donald Trump became president. But sort of we've lived under this sort of truce that we I don't know if it's a truce that I implement. I think they wanted to talk about Trump, <coughs> but I just refused. I made it clear that I didn't want to I don't want to have political arguments with my friends I just don't and um, so um, but one of those friends is in front of a woman named Beth who I believe is a Patreon supporter and, but I think she's at like the basic level I believe <clears throat> but uh, Beth does this thing and she might be at the this show but level. I'm not sure I could look, I suppose, but I don't. But she does this thing where, you know, um, I've been having a lot of conversations about uh, what I'm going to tell you right now with my friend Adam Vaught, who has been struggling with what many of us have been struggling with, which is parents that we love very much. I love my parents. Luckily, I'm very lucky that my parents are just dumb liberals. They're not dumb Republicans. They're just dumb liberals. But a lot of people who have dumb Republican relatives or parents and whatnot, and how do you um, reconcile the fact that these people who you think are wonderful um, support a person like Donald Trump avidly? And it's something that Adam vaught has been dealing with with his parents and what's funny is Adam Vought's sister in particular has really gone down this rabbit hole of really trying to understand their mother. And so in doing this... And I get updates all the time because I find it very interesting. I'm also very tight with his parents. I know them very well. And uh, I like them very much. And... um One of the things that Adam learned as they were doing this investigation is that their parents listened to a radio personality named Dennis Prager. I believe he's a national radio personality. Super conservative. And he has this newsletter that I don't know how Adam got a peek at it or encountered it or whatnot. Oh, no, no. I think his sister got a hold of it and sent it to Adam or something. And, And Adam's mom... I think subscribe to this newsletter. I don't know the genesis of where this newsletter came from, but Adam was talking about how in the newsletter, they give you talking points about how to argue with liberals. What to, when, so what to say to your liberal relatives when they say X, Y, and Z, they give you literal talking points <clears throat> about how to fight with your liberal relatives and, uh, I bring that up because um it, I just called because Beth had been calling me and uh I said well I, so I knew I owed her a phone call and I called her and I can tell she's she's the kind of person who would follow and or read Dennis Prager, you know, for, listen to his program and get his newsletter. And a lot of the things she says to me Sound. This has happened before. And what I just do always do, I just do the same thing. I never take the bait. I just move on or change the subject. Is they sound a lot like scripted questions, you know? Uh, so, like, <clears throat> we were talking about the vaccine. Uh, and she was actually telling me she has very elderly parents. Her parents are probably, if I had a guess, in their late 80s. I'm not even being funny. Not that that's super, like, but like for someone my age, I have parents that old is interesting uh my grandparents were that age you know so uh her parents are older and uh and they got the vaccine and she was talking about that process but in doing so and and i think beth just can't control herself our other friends can they just don't say anything she talked about um she does this thing where she asks it as like i'm just asking a question but like i said she was just like And she goes, and Joe, uh, have you uh, done, in in what you've been reading or your research, have you come across, like, um, how many flu deaths there have been in comparison to uh, COVID deaths? I can't remember how she actually structured the question. didn't memorized, right? But ultimately, what I'm trying to get at is the implication. And it was very obvious to anyone who's even um, sort of literate at reading between the lines was that the the that the number of deaths reported for COVID are being muddied with flu deaths, and that all these other deaths are being thrown in there, and they're just, and they're just using COVID deaths as a blanket term for deaths. Like I said, I just change the subject. I just do. I don't. I don't engage. It just it, I, because to me it's wasted energy. Why am I, it's not like I'm, that Beth is going to be like, hmm, I never thought about that, you know? So I just changed the subject. Uh, I did talk about it later with Adam Vaught. And what's funny is, you know, I believe, let me, let me look it up the number. Maybe someone else, like, maybe Humble Pie can look up the number. How many people died from the flu virus in 2019 or 2018, whatever the last recorded number is? I believe it's around 60 some odd thousand, right? So, let's say it is 60,000, you know, in the U.S. And by the way, I'm talking about in the U.S. We have had over 400,000 deaths from the coronavirus. So, I'll give you... I will give you your... Uh, your uh, uh, your flu deaths. Uh, and, okay, then we have 350,000. Oh, let me see. So... T- Okay, from the CDC website, 34, yeah, so I'll give you, okay, we'll say 34,200 of uh, those deaths were from the flu, whatevs, right? Well, how do you explain the other, you know, 350,000 plus deaths, 400,000 probably really by now, deaths from the coronavirus? How do you explain that? And uh, Deckhead in the the chat room says, I have read articles about what Deckhead says. He says uh, a head nurse in Scotland said that flu deaths were lower this year because we're staying home because of COVID anyway. Yeah, that's true. And uh, because we're we're wearing masks now and we're um, sanitizing. Uh, I don't think since the pandemic, I have not had a cold. Uh, I, uh, you know, I think I wonder if people are really getting the cold anymore. Are people getting colds anymore? I don't even know. Uh I'm not getting colds because I don't see anybody. I don't t- and when I touch anything, I wash my hands immediately. Uh it's I'm not getting in through my nose because I'm wearing a mask. Anyway, the point of this story was to talk about Jonathan. All right. And uh, uh Oh, I didn't know. A stuk had coronavirus. I didn't know. Anyway, uh she just said it in the chat room. Is so I, I then I think this is how I actually pivoted out of that conversation is and, and I think I've said this on the show before, I have zero interest, zero interest in uh, communicating with my friend Jonathan again. I just don't just because I don't know it's just it's just fraught with too much stuff, too much baggage, too much not just and not just because he went crazy because of drugs, just baggage. Okay. And so I have no interest, but I do because this is a person that was a big part of my life for 20 years. Was it 20 years? At least 15. Um between 15 and 20 years. Uh I do genuinely care about how he's doing. I want to know how he's doing. I don't know if I said it on this show, but you know, on my Instagram now they show suggested posts after you've run out of your feed. And my suggested posts are always, I think because I follow that blacksmith guy, my suggested posts are always, like, inspirational quotes or relationship advice. And I saw one recently that was one of those multiple, like, you know, different ways you know you're over somebody, you know. And in my head, I kept thinking, Cameron... And I one of them was like, "You truly wish the best for them." And I was like, I don't know if I'm there yet with Cameron right I meant I don't give a shit what happened to the stage. But I will say this. I will say this: I am at a stage where I truly, truly wish Jonathan the best. I truly from the bottom of my heart, hope he hope he's well, hope he's sober, hope he finds all the happiness he deserves in life, truly feel that. I just don't want to have anything to do with him. Okay. And so I had Beth. Okay. Well, recently, so, so my whole dream was like, I just want to know, I wish I could know how he was doing without having to interact with him. Cause we don't have any mutual friends. And so, uh, um, I, I think I asked Mike Lawson, Mike Lawson used to be friends with him on Facebook. And Mike Lawson said that he was, uh, no longer, he was unfriended by Jonathan. And so I casually asked Beth, because she knows Jonathan, and they're still friends. And what's funny is then she said, oh, we're still friends. He looks healthy. I thought he was living in Chicago, but it looks like he may be back in Orange County, which I actually think is for the best. I think he needs to be around his family if he wants to stick with his sobriety. And uh, then she started reading his post, because Jonathan is a huge liberal. And she was, like, snickering at all his liberal posts and whatnot. And I was just, again... Change the subject. But so, yeah, so Jonathan, I think, is doing well. It kind of scares me he's in Orange County, but yet I'm happy because I think that's good for his sobriety if he's staying sober. Another little interesting, weird development is Jonathan and I. Well, no, Jonathan had a friend that I was friends with him because I was friends with Jonathan. And actually, the use, the word friend, let me use that very loose. I was, I think he is the definition of a frenemy. The utter definition of a frenemy. And so he and I got along, but in a very, like, I don't know, whatever. I, it, I, I say frenemy, and that works perfectly, and I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, his name is Chris Secor. He's a hairstylist. And I will say he's really good at shade. He's thrown shade at me many times in a way that I think is. I actually have to applaud him. At, and he's really good at throwing shade my way. But anyway, like I said, his name is Chris Secor. And uh, so I'm reading the news this week. And now, now, by the way, Jonathan grew up in a town called Huntington Beach, California, which is like the birthplace of skinheads and racism, even though it's not Jonathan. And Chris Secor is either from Huntington Beach or from Costa Mesa, which is the next city over. And I don't remember. But anyway... Um, I saw in the news that they arrested a UCLA student uh, for being part of the Capitol riots, the, ins- the insurrection at the Capitol. And what so I'm reading the article, it's interesting. I don't know if anyone from where I lived for 20 years or Southern California or anything is super interesting to me. And the guy's name was Christian Secor. This guy's name was Christian Secor and he was arrested. He has to be related to Chris Secor. Has to be now. Chris Secor is a big liberal, so I'm not worried that Chris Secor has the same views. But God, it's, it's one of those times that I wish I could talk to Jonathan, so I could get the tea on all this. The other thing too, and we're running, we're running out of time, is <clears throat> Jonathan and I had very sim- like Adam Lott and I do very, very, very similar views on politics and everything like that. And he wasn't afraid to give me the inside tea. And he worked for the government at a fairly high level. Uh, for a long time and he would give me all the inside tea and we pretty much stopped being friends uh, right after Trump became president so I don't know but I would love to have heard about what the Trump administration was like dealing with them and uh, yeah it was great anyway that's going to do it for today's episode of uh, this Joe of its join us tomorrow where we will have an update on John Paul's party it's going to be a good one Um, but uh, alright well we will see you tomorrow I wish I had a longer outro, I know. A, a, a Jonathan-centric episode. And Beth, and Republicans. But we'll see you tomorrow on This Job of Tans, right here, on After Fun.